Hey everyone, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. For starters, it feels good to be back, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I totally was here for the recording last week. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> In fact, I had the entire thing fully edited and the video version rendering, and I did a lot of really cool, fancy video effects stuff. And then I went to my job and came back, and I didn't have a computer anymore. So that's fun fun stories there. <laughs> I know Alfred kind of went over it a little bit in the second podcast recording of the week last week. Um, but yeah, I'm your, I'm your host, Stenton Ruffle Jans, editor-in-chief at Zelda Informer. I lost pretty much all my electronics to a lightning storm while I was at work. So over $3,000 worth of stuff just gone. Yeah. So that's why... For those of you guys listening on YouTube this week, it's going to be a lot like last week's YouTube video. Uh, we fantastic are and amazing. Fantastic and amazing. A bunch of still images. <laughs> um, we don't we don't have any videos. We're, we're just foregoing the whole video portion in terms of uh, having like me and Alfred on screen or trying to get Rosen on screen. Because, one, it's easier for Alfred. He doesn't have to spend even longer. And we don't have to worry about transferring video files over to him. Um, and, two... Uh, I don't know if Alfred knows this, but when you're combining all those like different videos, people together, it's going to kill your computer when you render. Yep. So, um, yeah, I barely had a, I, I had like a, I had a really beefy laptop that I was doing it on and uh, it could barely handle it. So I'm not going to put that all on Alfred because Alfred's handling all of the editing of the podcast until I actually have a computer because I don't really have one anymore. Um, so obviously we were joined by Alfred, the, I guess host last week, but our typical co-host. Yeah, that's me. And now podcast editor until I get a new until po- I get a new podcast until I get a new computer. Uh, and we have a special guest this week, Mr. Rosen. Hello. We have featured Rosen on Zelda Informer several times over the years. We have an interview yes. with him for like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a lot of music stuff. I try. And I try. It's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. It's awesome. I have some of his stuff on my playlist, oh, cool. so it's. <laughs> Good times. Well, I mean, I did. Nate didn't hear it now, but we're going to actually use one of Rosen's songs as the opening for this podcast that I got permission from him for. So it's <laughs> not like I'm just doing it on my own. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, so whatever you heard at the beginning of this podcast, that was some work by Rosen. Um, yeah, good times. Uh, I felt sad when I said, oh, I have it on my plate. Oh, wait, I don't have a computer anymore. I don't have Aww, That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on my iPhone. It was literally on my computer. It's part of my workplace. Oh man, I'm gonna, I might, I might cry right now. All oh, right, well. <laughs> let's 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 get right to the podcast because you guys listen. You don't care. I lost my computer. End of the world. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so for our first topic this week, because everyone knows my favorite thing to do at the beginning of a podcast at Zelda Informer is talk about Zelda, and we didn't have any Zelda news this week really to like get into. Uh, so I actually chose one of our fan topics to make it our first topic in our news section. Um, and this one was sent in through our Facebook page by Diamond uh, Salil. He said, uh, could you bring up the decisions to forego background music in Breath of the Wild for subtle atmospheric piano solos and general ambience? And I felt like this was a good topic to bring up right now at the beginning because we have a music guy here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on the spot. Uh, so I'm going like, to just throw this right at you and see what you have to say about this this decision Nintendo made. Uh, all right. Well, I think it's a wonderful decision, first of all, because 
we're dealing with an open world game, um, something that Zelda hasn't really done, at least in a while. And in terms of interactive music, I think this is the best decision. Uh, why am I saying this? There's games like Skyrim. Um, that's a very good example where, you know, you might be traveling a lot and, you know, for those of you who have played that or Fallout, you know, you travel like big dis distances and you know just looping you know like a two minute song over and over again while you're just like traveling through the mountains would be like super boring um so i think it really gives that nice feeling of open space and um piano works very well with this you know you just drown it with reverb and um yeah i think it's a it's a good decision in my opinion can't wait to hear it yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I kind of look at it the same way that I've looked at, uh, let's see, other open world games that have been put on Nintendo consoles, I guess. And my, my biggest, uh, obviously my biggest example here is Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, and oh yeah, it the background music for at least the main city gets really, really annoying really, really fast because it loops over and over and over and over <laughs> again. And it's like the same song is like two songs one at in the morning or one in, during the day one during the night and it just loops over and over and over again in the hub world and you hear it so much and i think one of the benefits to having something minimalistic like this or even like if you look back at um any of the temples in uh ocarina of time none of that music was really overpowering mm -hmm. it was very subtle yeah. and just um amb ambiance music if i go so far to say that um, yeah, and that, so I think that correct. this is a good mm -hmm. direction because like you said, it, you know, having a two minute loop of the Hyrule field while you're going across this giant world would get very boring, very repetitive, and you'd get very tired of it yeah. very quickly. Yeah, it would. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's just, uh, you know, obviously you guys brought some really good points. I mean, it's a huge world. So having um, a big looping song for that world is... Uh, a little less justified than it is for, say, a smaller world. And I kind of look at it as Nintendo has decided... I mean, let's just think about the name of the game. It's Breath of the Wild. So they really want to bring out that wild aspect. And part of nature is the sound. And we really can't forget that when we're, when we're out and about in nature, when you're out in the middle of the forest, you know, you hear the birds, you hear the bees, mm -hmm. you hear the water running. You hear the wind and the leaves. This is all stuff that in prior Zelda games wasn't even possible. They didn't have such an elaborate overworld where you were necessarily going to care about that. You're in a wide open field with a flat texture for grass. I mean, let's just be real. You're not expecting to hear sounds of nature when you're not really even seeing real nature in front of you. Um, and in this game, there's trees that blow in the wind. There's grass that blows in the wind. There's animals. There's frogs and crickets and butterflies and, be and birds and like all this crazy stuff going on where out in the real world, you'd hear them. So it kind of makes sense in a world that they're doing here that they want to kind of tone back, um, having like this big, you know, emphatic, you know, adventurous theme when you're in the overworld. They're like, no, you're out, you're out in the world. You're out in nature. You should hear this. Um, and I think it's really clever what they've done, at least in the, you know, we've only really seen like the very beginning area of the game and then a little bit outside of it. And, uh, from the subtle, uh, tunes they've had, like during the Steptalis fight 
or when you're uh, at like the Temple of Time. I kind of like like the very subtle piano uh, themes that they kind of put in there yeah. uh, because it doesn't distract you from the nature, but mm-hmm. it does remind you that something important is here or something important was here. Something happened. Um, and it kind of signifies that, yeah, something happened here. And, and I do think uh, some fans have been worried that this means there's not going to be any big sweeping music in the game. That's the, I mean, we haven't seen, you know, what they yeah. say, less than 1% of the game or something. Yeah. Um, I, we haven't really seen much. We haven't seen a town yet. And there's not necessarily a lot of reasons to not have, unless the towns are really huge and, <laughs> and it's like um, the same amazing. And, yeah, that, then you'd have like the same thing as you could like out in the overworld. But, you know, if it's just like we've seen like normal Zelda towns be, then there's probably going to be like a big sweeping music for each town. Yeah, and um, if I remember correctly, uh, whenever you access a temple or like one of those like special places, doesn't the music change? Yes. Yeah, so yep. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of opportunities to have like big themes and stuff like that, you know, especially if yeah. there's going to... We haven't really seen cutscenes or anything. I mean just like at the beginning of the game and that was like scored i don't remember it being like random music <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah it, it's kind of yeah, i don't know I, I i as someone who's played it um and had the headphones on and got the whole experience with it mm-hmm. it feels right yeah it, it doesn't feel out of place and i know it's a huge change because i think every zelda game to date has mm-hmm. had an overworld theme yeah um so like to not even have an overworld like there's no music being played outside mm-hmm. of like specific locations it is at first a little weird, but you quickly forget about it <laughs> because those sounds in nature are important. Like there's a sound meter for you stealthing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, having a big overworld theme could hide some of the sounds in nature that you need to hear, so you know what's sneaking up on you or what you are sneaking up on. Um, so like, uh, just a lot of it really makes sense to me, um, and it's quite beautiful. Like the sounds of nature are amazing. There's people that play sounds of nature on loop when they go to bed helps them fall asleep (laughs) yeah i do that (laughs) Um, so like it's not music but for some people it's really calming and relaxing um and i think there's there's gonna be obvious moments that there's gonna be music big sweeping pieces we just haven't seen one of those moments yet because they're trying to keep all that story stuff under wraps Mm -hmm. um and they you know who knows when, when nx is revealed is when they'll obviously have some more to talk about um, and more to show. So, like, I think we had someone earlier. Uh, it was actually going to be a daily debate that I'm putting up today. I want to record this, but it will be like three days later when you guys hear it. Um, about something about music and why we haven't heard any uh, music stuff. There was someone who asked last week on a fan topic that was in the original podcast. <laughs> didn't make it into didn't make it into the the one that actually went public. Huh. Um, about why we haven't gotten any new music and it. It's just we're not going to get anything new until they I I could Friday, see it so. being. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong because so, it's been a while since I played this game. But in Shadow of the Colossus, there was no overworld theme, right? Yeah, there wasn't. Sometimes you would yeah, hear no. like some cues, but um, that's and that's what I imagine obviously. they're doing with Breath yeah, of the Wild yeah. is kind of like a Shadow of the Colossus thing, where all of the music matters. Yeah. yeah. In specific aspects, like I think the resurrected power theme or the the music was one of my favorite like songs from any game, favorite tracks from any game, um, just because of you know where it takes place, how it yeah. happens. Like it's the last leg of the battle against a, a colossus, almost called it a titan, um, mm-hmm. and yep. they <laughs> like all the music in that game resonates because it's used intentionally and it's not just filler sound. 
And I think that might be what Nintendo's doing here sure. is instead of having filler sound in the background, they're like, okay, well, all of this music's yeah. going to matter now. Like everything that happens, like this character's going to have a theme, but it's only going to play during this character or this character's introduction. Um, I, I think I'll kind of miss the overworld theme, but not enough to be disappointed that this one won't have it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those, until you really hop into the game and dive into it, um, you're not really necessarily as a onlooker going to understand how little the lack of an overworld theme is going to actually, like, like you said, like, miss it. Like, you're not really going to miss the fact there isn't one. Yeah, this is true. Um, and, and that's like a lot of the people that I've seen complain. It's like, well, have you played it? Yet? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, then <laughs> until you play it and put those headphones on and actually see what it's like, not the Nintendo Trios footage where they're constantly talking over it all the time. Yeah. Like, you you don't understand the ambience that goes on that really draws you into the world. Like this is the first game I played where when I was out in the overworld or you know the opening area overworld, uh, where I felt like I was in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times I just feel like I'm just I'm adventuring. I'm not even part of the world. I'm just playing. You know, Link is a character on screen. I'm controlling. Like I actually felt like I'm in the game. This is really cool. I haven't felt like this in a long time in a game. Yeah, and the the sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was inferring is that the sounds had a lot to do with that. Um, oh, for sure. It definitely adds to that like feeling of uh, desolation. You know, it's a very empty space. I mean, at least what what we've seen so far. And I think that's very important because if you feel it with music, you know, it's kind of like, okay, it wouldn't feel the same. You know, it wouldn't feel like sure. ancient and you just woke up like after, you know, <laughs> hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. uh, so I briefly mentioned before, you know, that we're probably not going to see anything new about uh, Breath of the Wild until NX. But our next topic Actually, has to do with a little NX and Nintendo being a little weird about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, there was an interview that someone did. Cause there was, like, a Nintendo Canada event. And then someone did an interview with, uh, oh, what was his name? Andrew. A- Andrew, yeah. Um, he's a, a rep with Canada. And uh, he, he said something about the NX that did, doesn't really seem like anything at all. He basically says they have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll give the exact quotes because this did kind of pop up as something that we didn't really cover it at Zelda Informer because uh, it's it's more speculative than it is factual. Uh, but uh, basically this guy named David got to talk to Andrew briefly about NX and he said, uh, Andrew said, before we begin, let me just tell you that if you have any questions about Nintendo NX, we'll probably be cutting this interview short. And then the guy was asking him if you laughed and said, I guess that's it's really that bad, huh? And then Andrew <laughs> said, almost everyone leads the interview with that. And Nintendo is not ready to discuss this yet. Once we are, Nintendo will most likely hold a Nintendo Direct in the future before launch to discuss it. Um, and then later on, that entire part of the interview ha- was completely erased with the editor's notes saying that Nintendo of Canada requested the removal of that part of the interview. Mm, interesting. Which is really weird because it's already out there. It's already public. A bunch of people picked up on that on that little quote already at various sites. So it, it's weird that they decided to get rid of it. Um, but... The, the, what kind of makes it odd that Nintendo of Canada or Nintendo at all wanted to get rid of that bit of the interview is that the only thing, the things that were being speculated from from this code basically had to say that the NX is going to be announced in Nintendo Direct, which is something we have never been, never, we didn't know how the NX was going to be revealed. Um, and he that wasn't going to be it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andrew and Andrew didn't even say it's going to be in Nintendo. He just said it's they will most likely hold the Nintendo Direct. Hmm. Um, so he didn't, he wasn't even confirming that it is a Nintendo Direct. It's just, it sounds like Andrew doesn't actually know. He just thinks it'll be a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um, 
But the fact that Nintendo Canada's like, no, 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 you need to get rid of that. But then you can't have that. It's kind of like, oh, wait. Maybe it is. So it is a Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so it, it's really weird because that's like the only bit of it you could be, um, unless for some reason they wanted to, to cut out the before launch part because maybe at this point they don't plan to talk about it until it's already in stores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but then what's the point? Like, uh, Am I going to be able to save enough money to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to know what it is. So I know, actually, I just want how much it costs because I already know I'm going to get one. Yeah, of course. I mean, um, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so Nintendo over Canada eliminated a portion of the interview that uh, all it really references that maybe possibly the NX is revealed through Nintendo Direct. Like, does this, does this like confirm to you that, yeah, Nintendo's just going to go do a Nintendo Direct? It's whenever they feel like doing it. Um, heck, it might already even be made. They just don't want to release it yet because they're waiting for the right news cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is, is this just like a nail in the coffin? Be like, yep, that's the way they're going. There's no live event. Um, it's going to be a Nintendo Direct. I mean, I, I really hope not. Like we talked about last week, or like the one that came out on Saturday, that podcast. Oh boy, um, that what we hoped Nintendo would do. We kind of hoped it would be a live or like a recorded and broadcasted event. Um, with them walking out on stage with press reactions. Yeah. And um, I think that's, you know, looking back, uh, I don't know if anybody, I don't know how many people watched this, but one of the game awards after it went off spike was in like this weird studio apartment. <laughs> and every time they made an announcement or they announced an award, there was no crowd reaction. So it was just really awkward. Yeah, very flat. And I, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, would be negative, would be a very bad idea for Nintendo to do a direct mm-hmm. is because there's really no, like, there, there's no crowd reaction there. Yeah. They the, just the, rattle it off. I think I, I was reading a thread on NeoGAF about this news. Um, and I think someone mentioned that there is the alternative that Nintendo could be avoiding. And obviously, you know, negative reactions could be a thing. But mm-hmm. uh, when the PlayStation Pro was unveiled, unveiled it was silence. Yeah, it was crowd. super awkward. <laughs> like, People were like, okay. That's nobody that, they weren't like, recording. Like, like, no, like, they... <laughs> like, people were already not that excited for it, per se, especially since the Scorpio said, hey, we're basically going to blow it out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, it wasn't just that, you know, people were already a little like, okay, are they going to step up their game? Are they going to up the specs? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, but it, it was kind of one of those, but that's it. Yeah. That's all you have. Like, all you have is exactly what we already knew. Although I must say all- there there was some more reaction. I know like people who work there who are there. The thing is like they didn't mic the audience and I really don't understand why because yeah. at no point at all I heard the audience, you know, even though there was clearly some, you know. Well, well yeah, it, it, they they just weren't excited for what was being like they didn't boo it. Yeah. They just weren't excited for <laughs> it. And I think that's kind of like though you'd almost rather be booed or cheered yes. when there's no reaction at all. You're like, "Oh, Okay, because usually, like when you're doing live presentations, you plan for reactions. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have like, okay, when we show off this game, we know people are going to cheer. Yeah, so we're gonna, you know, have like a pause in there for cheer, and then there's a pause and nothing. And that's what it kind of felt like with the PlayStation Pro unveil. No, I don't, I don't have anything against the PlayStation Pro. It clearly exists for the VR, mm-hmm. their PlayStation VR headset. Um, well, it doesn't though. That's, well, that's it, a- it doesn't, but it does. I, from what I have heard, I have not used a PlayStation VR on like a normal playstation 4 but i was from what i was told someone who has it it's, runs like shit well you have to buy a, an extra hundred dollar box in order to run it well 
Yeah. And they haven't confirmed whether or not you need that for the Pro yet because it's the graphic capabilities that have been stepped up, not necessarily mm, true. the processor. Yeah. You might yeah. need it. <laughs> so, so, so I, who knows? Um, but at least the way I, I took their advertising, it sounded like, oh, if you're going to VR, you need the Pro. Uh, but what, the only odd decision I found out of that announcement and why maybe people were kind of weird about it is here you're advertising a 4K gaming machine that cannot play 4K Blu-rays when you were the people that brought Blu-ray to the mainstream. Yeah. And the <laughs> Xbox One S already does 4K Blu-ray. Yeah. And it's cheaper. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's cheaper, it does 4K Blu-ray, and, oh, by the way, they're releasing another system next year that's way better, probably going to cost between 400 to 500 mm-hmm. which is what your Pro costs, and has 4K Blu-ray, and is more powerful. So it's kind of like, Sony just kind of dropped the ball, and Nintendo... Uh, might be looking at okay if we do a live presentation there's a chance that people just aren't going to like this thing <laughs> and if we do it, it through a digital direct obviously th- there's you know nintendo direct they, ha- they have a lot more control there's a lot less chance for mistakes um they can really control the pacing a lot better as well did they announce the 3ds at a, a direct or was that during no E3? it was during me three that was during okay, yeah. three that was a live that was the last console that they announced. Mm, wow, well, that's that's been a while. Like <laughs> last one they announced. Uh, no. Well, yeah. if you count the the new three DS was in in a Nintendo. Wii U Direct. was announced live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wii U was the last one announced live. Um, yeah, I knew that, it was one that, of those that was announced in twenty eleven. The Wii U, uh, and then they had another one. Then they had a, the last. Live press conference they had was in twenty twelve, which was before six months before the Wii U came out. Oh damn! I think it'd be a mistake. To hold like so, like this though, would like if they do it this way. I mean, that's another talking about. This would be the only console they've announced that hasn't been to a live crowd. Oh yeah, yeah. I just think that that'd be, that a, mistake be a mistake if they didn't <laughs> do it to a live crowd. Yeah, like regardless of the reaction, you know, that's going to generate more hype if you and have controversy. People, for example, yeah, yeah. I, I heard people say um, that one way uh, they can counter do it because uh, you know the whole point of the crowd reaction outside of like when you're watching it's obviously really exciting when the crowd gets nuts mm-hmm. you know like when Twilight Princess was revealed in 2004 and the crowd went nuts that's crazy like, that makes you more excited at home but what you know you're, you're talking about inviting press and getting positive press it is possible to do like a live digital event and then have at like the same time or shortly thereafter that same day or same night have like a press event that people get to go hands-on with the nx and so you have like that live event where all the internet's talking about it and then all of a sudden that's followed up like the next day by all these media outlets you say hey we got to play the nx here's our video of it here's this here's our interviews um it is possible to mimic a lot of i guess the point of having a crowd there um you just don't get the live reaction i think one of the things that nintendo could do and I don't think that they do this, but this is one of the things that I think that they could take from Sony is that during Sony's E3, you could like pay ten bucks and go see their entire conference in a movie theater. Um, oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. It yeah. was, and yeah, it was, went, like, it was like movie price. Yeah, yeah, I went and saw it with a bunch of people, um, and it was they made they made it an event. It was yeah, cool. and it was more exciting because you heard cheering from like the entire sizzle reel every time God of War came on or um, Spider Man showed up. Like you heard cheering in the background and everybody was screaming and excited Woo! and i think that'd be one of the things yeah and you would Nintendo be with your might friends miss on. <laughs> yeah then you get that one guy who's like an xbox fanboy in there Boo. <laughs> yeah. never fails i mean i don't think nintendo 
Unless the NX is just a really awful machine. I, I mean, I don't oh, think I, hope I don't not. think Nintendo can really lose with this one. Like I mean, I, I say that and I'm you know I mean, knock on wood. There. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think it would do better I mean like, worse than the uh, Wii U though, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so speaking of the Wii U. Because the NX has to be getting revealed pretty soon, you figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, all we've heard is that it's being revealed. Originally, it was fall of this year, but now the quote <laughs> has changed to just this year, meaning that its potential, it might not be shown off till December at the latest. Yeah. Um, if they show it off at all this year, because obviously there's also the potential no one wants to admit is possible. It could be pushed to holiday next year, which probably is not an ideal release because now you're going head to head against the Scorpio. Um, yeah, that might be a bad idea. <laughs> the, and like, if Nintendo wants to have like their own cycle, releasing this in March would definitely guarantee they have their own hardware cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Wii U, there is a report out there about the Wii U going out of production soon. Oh, um, apparently in Nintendo of Europe, this is just a rumor right now because uh, no retailer has been willing to name like themselves. Um out there but there is there are some retailers that have come forth to some media people um that foxconn electronics obviously has like a trial production of nx going on that's that 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 was an old report from earlier last week i don't know if it made it into Mm -hmm. last week's podcast Mm -hmm. um okay so so that's that's one part of it is that foxconn's having a, a trial production for nx consoles which is huge yeah um, that, that lets you know that, you know, March might actually be soon and they're projecting like 10 million units a year. That doesn't mean they're planning to sell 10 a year. They're not planning to sell more than that. That's just the initial stock plan is for 10 a year. Um, but, uh, apparently, uh, this, someone in Nintendo of Europe is saying that Nintendo told them that they can, they need to get their final orders in for the Wii U right now. <laughs> Because they will be, st- I, I can't remember what's the exact. Well, we really did a bad job reporting on this. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm reading our post on it. It doesn't even give the details. And I read, I read these details. Uh, let me see. So it said, um, they they have to have their order in by the end of week Friday, September 30th, and they will not be able to order the Wii U again from Nintendo after that day. Ever Nintendo again. Europe. This is according to a, a site called GameSeek. Out of uh, Nintendo UK or out of the UK, it's not Nintendo. That's UK. pretty terrifying. Um, so it sounds like that Nintendo's not taking any more orders, at least in Europe. For it, it might be extended in the United States. Uh, but either way, it sounds like at some point this year, you the retailers cannot order Wii U's anymore. Would you blame them though? No. Like I don't know if retailers even want to order Wii U's. No. That that's the thing is like I think they have enough backlogged as it is. In yeah, their the, the only the only reason to like order them now is because you know you're gonna do like a a, a promo for them for Black Friday. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Um, just like hey, buy one Wii U, get five games for free because we need to sell this thing. You know, and, and some people look at this. Um, I, I had a couple of Zelda fans say, "Well, this is a little weird because they're releasing Breath of the Wild simultaneously on both consoles." Exactly. But yeah. if but it but if like that happens. And I'm like, oh, I don't have the money for NX. I'm going to go buy a Wii U to play it because it's going to cost like, you know, $150 or $100 used or whatever. Like, but I can't find them because they don't have any more. There's none on store shelves. They're, they want me to buy the NX because there is no more Wii U's. Hmm. Um, I, I kind of understand that in a sense because they are doing that simultaneous release. It is kind of like a, hey, if you want to save money and buy the Wii U version, um, you better already own one. 
Um, so yeah, it, like I don't even own a Wii U right now. I I told I don't know if I told oh, really? this on the podcast before, but I, I sadly sold it off for gas money. Um, <laughs> no. I sold no. my entire gaming collection over the last like two years. Oh wow! For different yeah, it's three kids are expensive, man. Um, yeah, I bet. I, I don't even know how I have own an Xbox right now. That's probably, that's going next. Um, probably cause I, I actually play that a bit more often than I was playing my Wii U at the time. Uh, but, oh, I do still have a modded 3DS. So I technically still have a 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I'm not, I went to a few places like, oh yeah, we're willing to give you like a hundred bucks. I'm like, this is a modded 3DS. It costs $500. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, sorry. Sorry. Someone offers me, you know, value, you know, almost at least over half the value for it. Maybe I'll consider. Oh, don't don't guys don't be emailing me asking to, to sell. I really want to. Keep <laughs> I'm just gonna email things. you right now, like, hey, I really want like, hey, modded 3ds. I'm a streamer. Ooh, I can get it for half off. Um, so uh, yeah, the, so Nintendo basically the Wii U. You know, we, we talked two podcasts ago about the the the, the Wii U is over. You know, looking back on what we thought the Wii U is gonna be memorized for, uh, what Rem- you know, how it's gonna it? yeah remember for how it's gonna be viewed. God. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm so stressed out over not over using this really crappy computer. Um, so the Wii U's gone. Sounds like this holidays. That's it. You don't buy one this holiday. You're probably not gonna be able to get your hands on them anymore. Hmm. The NX is coming out early next year, supposedly, which the Wii U going out of production this year would kind of support. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's no way in heck they're gonna be like, oh yeah, well we're just gonna stop making Wii U's if we're not releasing the NX for a year a year from yeah. now. Um, yeah, I are you guys kind of happy? Does it make sense that the Wii U's gone? Like the the you know this is just a rumor at this point, but um uh, that this might be it. I'm gonna miss it. Retailers if that happens. can't get it. Even anymore. you know it's not the best console, but it's you know it's Nintendo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think it makes sense though. Yeah, it like, makes sense. Because <laughs> they they talked a while back, I think, saying that they were selling this thing at a loss. Like, hmm. you know, they they made that, way too many. That was and, a long time ago. It's yeah. been a profit. Yeah, for I'm like pretty two sure they ago. already sold all of those. Yeah, yeah. That um, was the that was the launch the launch console. They sold it. It, it wasn't even that much of a loss, but um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> go on. But um, and then I think I don't because I feel like I heard this a while back is that someone said that they were planning on stopping production of the wii u like maybe four or five months ago i don't remember who said it or where i heard it from um, yeah the only way i could think of that is if at the time they thought nx would come out this year yeah and on on that topic too i i think at this point october would be the only good month for them to release the nx or uh, release the announcement for the nx yeah before next for, year i yeah. to- totally agree totally I agree, agree. With you. i mean you you got you want to do it one before the PlayStation Pro comes yeah. out, yeah. Um, and you want to do it before all the big holiday games because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you, you could be over, Christmas. especially if you want to capture social media. I mean, you're not going to capture social media at a time when everyone's talking about all this other stuff. Um, October is kind of like it's Halloween and that's it. Some scary yeah. movies. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's really it's you know, it's one of my favorite holidays. It's really cool, but like gaming wise, there's not a nothing lot goes going on, on and in October. Yeah. That would be perfect. Uh, so if they if they want to own a new cycle, they I mean they could own the whole month mm-hmm. if they want. Maybe they will. I'm pretty sure they're ready. I mean, what seriously? What what are they waiting for anyway? <laughs> well, the only thing I could think of is they knew the PlayStation Pro announcement was coming in September, mm-hmm. so they wanted to wait. <laughs> they're probably like, guys, we have nothing to worry about. <laughs> we just want to. 
You know, I mean, they could have owned it at E3 because it would have been the only like the new console announcement, big thing. New console, but maybe but they they, they didn't want to be the first to ones that. this time. You know. Well, it also could have been. Oh, let's wait and see what Sony and Microsoft are actually. Yeah, doing. yeah. Like we know they have Scorpio. Like we know they're doing this 4K stuff. We're probably not doing, but like let's just see. Let's make sure like they're not coming out with like a hybrid themselves. <laughs> Um, and it, that's definitely not in the plan. There's no handheld anything in the plans for them. Yeah. At least as far as we're aware. So, True. um, yeah. So I guess, uh, I guess that'll about do it for this section of the pocket. I just, I think it's interesting. You know, kind of recap, you know, we just the NX, man, it's gotta be getting announced soon. And the Wii U might be going out of production. This is just crazy times we live in. Like we are in like in between land. <laughs> Hillary's We're running here. for president. Yeah, oh, Hillary's man. Running, I'm, I, running for president. I have the presidential debate on in the background, and it's really funny watching it when you're just trying to lip read <laughs> and like watching them talk over each other for like ten minutes. Yeah, straight. yeah. It's so funny. Like I want to actually. I'm gonna go back and have to. I have it recording right now. I gotta go back and watch it because I. I figured the only reason I'm watching this debate isn't because I'm voting for either one. <laughs> but because it'll be probably the most hilarious. Oh yeah, ever. meme. You know, just just wait oh, for the uh, bad oh, lip readings of it. Meme heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I see. I don't even think of those readings will be better than the real. <laughs> <laughs> no way. All right. Uh, so we'll move on to the next section. Obviously, not all of our listeners from United States and really care about who's going to be president. Um, hey, it affects everyone. This I was going to say it's going to one might nuke us. Oh yeah, whatever. It's going to affect the whole um, world. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're moving to our fan topics. Um, most of these come from Facebook. Only one comes from Twitter, and I am going to apologize to anyone who submitted topics through our YouTube, uh, and email, all that stuff. Uh, we actually got through all your topics last week. Oh, cool! In the podcast that no longer exists, <laughs> and since like I don't want to revisit those because we already talked about them, so I, it like I don't have anything else to say. Oh no. <laughs> Um, so, uh, sorry I'm really sorry. That, yeah, we're really sorry. Like my computer getting fry was not something that was in the plans. Um, I did learn a valuable lesson from it though, in terms of, uh, having a backup oh, off yeah. my computer, um, <laughs> and taking advantage of the cloud and all the stuff that I wasn't doing cause I wasn't worried about it. Um, but now, yeah, in the future, I'm going to have multiple backups since my new, new computer gets built whenever it gets built, whenever <laughs> I have money. Why? Um, which, based on me selling my games, my Wii U is never. Uh, so, <laughs> let's just get right into the fan topics. Uh, this comes from Chris Forbes. Uh, it says, does the hardware of the NX run the risk of alienating some types of gamers? I have a hard time imagining a game like Overwatch playing with detachable controllers. So, just to... Uh, we went over all these rumors a couple of weeks ago for the NX. Or maybe... No, it was last week. That never went live. Um, just keep re- referencing that. I know, right? We already so talked we recapped about this. all the rumors last week because there was there was a new rumor about it being announced last week. Obviously, that did not happen. Yeah. Um. Obviously, there's like a rumor every week it's going to be announced. So it is what it is. Uh. But the detachable controllers, uh, in some of the more recent rumors, are not actually the main way you play the play the system. Is what it, what the new rumors are. It, it's. They are, like, for your on-the-go, basically. Hmm. They're not actually, like, if you're at home playing on your TV, you're not going to be using them. So, like, a game like Overwatch, in that case, could work depending on what the controller yeah. is. Um, and obviously, Overwatch works the mouse and keyboard, and Nintendo never said you can't use a mouse and keyboard with Overwatch either. Or, you know, with Overwatch, if it was on the system, like, with the, yeah. with the NX, when you're at home. Interesting. So, obviously, we don't know what the detached controllers do. It, they literally could just be, it's detached for easier portability. Um, 
you know, there's rumors that they have motion sensors in them, so maybe they're like Wiimotes. We really don't know. Nintendo hasn't given us enough information. So, in terms of does the hardware for the NX run the risk of alienating some types of gamers, the answer is yes. Yeah, for sure. Emphatically a yes. Because well, some that, people that are going to be turned it, that off. That is true. I mean, the fact that it's a hybrid, or it might be a hybrid, um, alone is alienating people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some are excited, of course. But, I mean, just like PlayStation 4 was hitting all the right notes back in 2013, but there were still some people alienated by it. Like, there's, you're always going to run the risk of alienating some people no matter what you do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and Nintendo, if this is a hybrid, which for many people marks the end of them, you know, focusing on home consoles, that's going to alienate people. I mean, um, I think, a gimmick's going to alienate people. It's just the way it is. I think that if they successfully do what Sony failed to do with the Vita and the PlayStation 4, I don't know if that would be the thing that would ina- alienate people. Because that was a, a worthwhile venture to explore off-TV play, like take it on the go. Sure. That didn't work out because nobody really bought the Vita. Yeah. It's the one that... Well, it, and, and it's the one type of off-TV play that made a hell of a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the at-home off-TV play is really nice, you know? Like, I admit, I watch a lot of Netflix on my phone at my house. When I have TVs (laughs) and computers and other ways to watch it available that are better, but if I'm laying in my bed or I'm just doing something, I'm just not in a... I'm in a comfortable position where I don't want to adjust myself to watch a TV. True. This is true. So it's easier just to watch it on my phone. Mm -hmm. And... So for like at home, that was really nice with the Wii U to have that off TV. Oh play. yeah. The problem was, <laughs> so problem nice. was, rain. Like the best, the best example of that is last night. Like I live with six other guys at college, oh. and we have one TV in the living room. That's where my Wii U is, mm-hmm. and I've gotten good use out of that off-screen TV play. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I have kids, so back when we lived in an apartment, uh, we did have two TVs in the house, but the Wii U was always hooked up to the tv in the living room and obviously my kids are always using that yeah. so i used off tv play in the living room all the time i you know, I, I had enough range to take it to the bathroom yeah i know i need some privacy Let me go to the bathroom. <laughs> um but you know now that i have a uh, that i live in a house it's kind of the wii u doesn't really reach anywhere other than the room i'm in yeah yeah so that was the one thing i, I always loved about the vita it was i don't know how well it worked over your local network but the fact remains that you could go anywhere in your house and have off TV play. Mm-hmm. Well, they tried to do the whole 4G and like... Yeah, that was, that was the, for the on the go. One. Yeah. 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 And that, you know... They're trying to be like tablets. I mean, tablets yeah. now, you can get your 4G on tablets and use the internet when you're on the go. Too. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anything about that was wrong. I just don't think that there was a big enough market for it at the time. Well, and, and they, they locked into a single carrier, which they never should. Yeah, yeah no. That, they should um, never do that. <laughs> Because but, people that are on other carriers, oh, I'll just package it in with my phone. Oh, wait, I can't. Yeah, not this curse. Like, I could see, like, what, they, what they're talking about, what we've heard, because they haven't said anything, is that it's going to be cartridge-based, and you put it into the controller, and yeah. then you stream it to the TV, and if that's the case, then you wouldn't have to worry about having, like, online uh, functionality, like, in terms of 4G and, and 3G and stuff like well, that. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. basically what, you know, yeah, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Chris... I know you were kind of leaning towards you to talk about the detachable controllers. The reality is we don't know anything. Yeah, we no don't. matter what they do, no matter what they do, it's going to run the risk of alienating some types of gamers because there is no product out there that does not the or that successfully pleases all types of gamers. Because mm-hmm. if that was the case, we wouldn't have people playing on PlayStation Four, yeah. playing on Xbox One, playing on Wii U, playing on 3DS, playing on PC. 
This is true. Now, some people do all of that, which is awesome. I'm glad At they have the, the money. Same and I'm, time. <laughs> I'm glad they have the money. I'm glad they have the ability to do all that. But for a lot of people, they pick one platform and that's it. Mm-hmm. And there isn't a single platform that just pleases every all types of gamers. True. So um, there's plenty of gamers that they don't want to own a console. They just game on their phone. They think it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you're not going to please everyone. So, yeah, they're, they're going to alienate some types. What types of gamers get alienated? We don't know yet. Um. It's it's certainly looking like home console gamers are the ones that are going to be alienated, but again, we don't know for sure that this is a hybrid yet. Um, so we'll see because there's still that old rumor from way back when that there's two SKUs, and that the first one they might release is a handheld that could be played on your TV, and that holiday 2017 they could also have like a full home console version as well. Yeah, that's still out there. None of this has been debunked. We don't know. We don't know jack shit. So. October. And Nintendo's not helping by not saying anything. I know. Exactly. So wait till the end of October, <laughs> and then we'll probably tell you to wait till the end of November. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> Next year. Wait till by March Scorpio, 2017. You know, just... If this is not announced, at least by the month it was originally supposed to come out in, um, then I'll, take... jo- I'll join you in raising pitchforks outside Nintendo of America's headquarters. Take all of your stock out <laughs> of Nintendo. And just... <laughs> well, no, don't do it now. No, they're all, they're all up in that mobile, man. Yeah, that's true. No, yeah, they're so right yeah. They're going to make more money in mobile than they probably ever will. Oh, no, true. Yeah, that's <laughs> sad, um, but true. <laughs> I mean, all they need is one massive hit. Anyways, uh, and they, they already make money off of Pokemon Go. Some money. We, we don't know how much. We don't know the percentages. Uh, so, uh, Diamond Sally, also from our Facebook page. Uh, could you bring up the decision to forego the background? Oh, I'm sorry. We just did that one earlier, I think. Yep. Sorry. I forgot to erase that from my fan topics. <laughs> That was the very first topic we talked about. Today. Thank you. you were so, that topic was so good. I mentioned it twice. Uh, so, uh, Randy Garads said Nintendo raised the bar way up high with Breath of the Wild. What would the plans be for Zelda after this one, and how long will it take them to top this? For starters, we don't actually know how good Breath of the Wild is. Yeah, no. It, like, the demo was amazing. I loved it. It's like perfect. But it was a but demo. It's a demo. Yeah. So, it's gonna, they're going to show off the best parts. And we don't know what the game is like outside of it. There's a lot of promise with this game. I'll say that. It's looking like it's going to fulfill that promise. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. So for starters, we don't actually know how bar, how high the bar has been raised yet. Um, the expectations have been raised, certainly. Uh, but we don't actually know how great the game is yet. So yeah. just throwing that out there as a caveat for this question. Um, so then what were their plans be for Zelda after this one? I mentioned this on, I think, a couple podcasts before about how Eiji Noma already briefly talked about plans for future Zelda. Uh, something about... Hello? You guys still there? Hello? Hello? Oh, there? hi. I, felt, I don't know. I thought, I thought things cut out yeah. there for a second. <laughs> so, um, no. So, Eiji Noma in the past, or Eiji Aonomu. God, I can never pronounce it right. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured by now I would. <laughs> uh, he, he talked in the pa- past about um, post E3 about uh, how we'd like to make another game like Breath of the Wild so there is a potential that the next game could be kind of like that in the similar vein big open world yada 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 um, and he talked about you know obviously new ideas again they could revisit the top down games um, you know so th- there's a lot of directions they could still go so we could talk about that and then we could also talk about um you know, in terms of how long it would take them to top Breath of the Wild, well, if it is as great as they're trying to lead us to believe it is, um, based on the last time they did that, which was Ocarina of Time, as much as I feel like several games have topped it, uh, popular opinion-wise, nothing has. So, 
Um, yes. If Breath of the Wild reaches that kind of popular opinion where they feel like it's the best ever, uh, another 20 years? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's really all I have to say. So, uh, you know, there we go. So let's just talk briefly about what we think they're going to do after Breath of the Wild and then um, how long we think it's going to take them to top however good this game ends up being. Yeah, so what I think they're going to do is actually, you know, they spent so much time building this new engine, I'm pretty sure they're just going to use it again. Kind of like what Majora's Mask did, you know, like uh, Triforce Heroes and stuff like that. So I am i don't see it being like another like 10 years before another Zelda. Um, yeah, but then they went Wind Waker to Twilight Princess to Skyward Sword. Mm, well, yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to say like Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Well, yeah, but that was like a different engine. I know. It was just the same art style. mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, Nintendo's been all about changing the formula of how their games are working. Um, Like, you could see that in the new Pokemon games, too. Like, they're so much different about those games. Hold on. Is this really a question in the presidential debate? (laughs) <laughs> what is it? They just asked Trump. They just asked Trump. Hey, what took you so long to say Obama was born in the U.S.? It's completely irrelevant. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with being president. Oh uh, goodness! That's Why America. is this in a presidential America. debate? Oh my god. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go on. Um, where was I? Uh, <laughs> I distracted you with Donald I know. Trump. Now oh, I'm thinking about um, that. Wow. They they've changed the formula with with Pokemon a lot. Maybe not the the basic battle mechanics, but yeah. it doesn't look like there are gyms in this game. There's different forms for the Pokemon. Um, there's different moves, different tactics, different types of Pokemon. Like not like fairy type that kind of thing, but those Ultra Beasts um, and all that stuff. Like there's there's some new things going on in the game that are different than any other Pokemon game before, mm-hmm. um, and it's. Uh, Sorry, this isn't Pokemon Informer, but if you look at <laughs> if you look at the since Red and Blue, each game has gotten like small changes to it. Yeah. Or like one big change and several small changes. But this one's like, well, we're gonna change everything about the game. Yeah. Um Well and I think that's once that's what Nintendo's trying mm-hmm. to do with their games now, is they see, okay, well we've been doing the same thing for like twenty years now. Yeah. Maybe we should change it up, like because while they still want to cater to people that are just coming into these, like the younger kids that are just now coming into Nintendo games, they also don't want to alienate their longtime fans yeah. who aren't starting to peel away from Nintendo because it's just the same thing over and over again. Um, and who knows, we may see another type of Mario game come out for the NX, like Mario Galaxy or something I completely hope so. different, maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's he's like a pirate and it's like Black Flag and you you're Mario Pirates or something. I don't know. Mario goes shopping every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um so thank you. Uh oh yeah, so how long do you guys think it's gonna take before the top of this game? I don't know. I wanna say eight to seem very optimistic. <laughs> Are we talking about topping it with Nintendo like just, games just, in general, or Zelda just, games? Just, no, just Zelda yeah, games. Just like Zelda. how long? Yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How long will, will before they could top this Zelda game with a better Zelda game? Popular opinion wise. I mean, if they, if they actually, not that they need to do this, but if they go more towards a Western skew with the game, <laughs> um, that that's going to be popular for some, but it's probably going to alienate a lot of people, sure. a lot of fans. 
And I'll just, of- yeah, I'll say this for popular opinion too. If this game, let's say this game ends up being fantastic and lives up to everything that it's promising. If this does not beat out uh, the popular opinion that Ocarina of Time is the best Zelda game there is, nothing ever will. Yeah. Hmm. Period. Yeah. I mean, this is like literally what fans have been asking for forever. Well, think about all the things that Ocarina of Time has that this game would need to top. Okay, it's got the battling mechanics, uh, the dungeons, the bosses, because those are all iconic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the music, music in the yeah. game. The music. Yeah. Yeah, the, music will, the music's <laughs> going to be hard to top, uh, especially yeah. if they don't have overworld stuff. That's, mm-hmm. I mean... But well, we again, haven't seen it yet. Music, so. <laughs> music, yeah, we don't know enough. The world's huge. The music could be more spread out. I mean, you know, we don't know. Yeah, and so it has to have all of these things to, like, it has to beat Ocarina of Time in every conceivable way yeah. in order for it to be considered better. I mean, Epona doesn't Isn't run that sad? Trees, Isn't that sad? <laughs> Let's say it's better than, o- than Ocarina of Time in every single way but music. And people will be like, sorry, <laughs> Ocarina, o- Ocarina of Time is still better. I'm like, Okay, you just basically admitted everything about this game as a game is better than Ocarina of Time as a game, but it's just got a better soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very So sad. it's a better game. No, no, Ocarina of Time is better. It's a better soundtrack. Well, people like but, Rosa uh, need music to, to cover. I know. Right? I, I am actually kind of sad about the music because I'm like, what, what am I even going to cover? I was like uh, watching E3 when that thing was announced. The trailer music. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's like very Miyazaki. Oh, the the trailer like music's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. But I, I was just sitting down like... Outside of that weird cut. Yeah, it's like, it's not memorable. It's just like gorgeous it's kind of like yeah i don't know i don't know how to explain it it's also <laughs> they didn't want to be too distracting yeah which is fine but i was just here thinking like oh what am i covering when am i gonna cover anymore <laughs> yeah it's not, it's not like the twilight princess trailer music that was that was pretty epic yeah, yeah. um all right so th- thanks for your topic uh, i'm gonna hop over to the twitter real quick since we only have one person and again it's about nx no surprise until the nx is revealed it's pretty much gonna become gonna a topic every that, single yeah. week um <laughs> Unless we finally get a week, but not e- not even a new rumor comes out. And since people love making up shit, right. <laughs> there's going to be new rumors all the time. Um, so this comes from at Texas underscore Blade. Uh, it says, y'all talk about wanting Nintendo to innovate more with the NX. But I haven't heard any ideas for what a new thing is that they could do. Well, I don't think we've actually talked about wanting them to innovate. I, I think Nintendo's talked about wanting to innovate. <laughs> So uh, I I'm trying to think about the pot. I don't recall us ever saying, "Yeah, we really want Nintendo to innovate." Um, it's just that they do innovate or they try to. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know how you haven't heard any new ideas for what new things they could do. The fact that this could be a, a hybrid handheld that could play on your TV is a pretty new innovative yeah. thing. Was it what we think that they're doing or what we want them to do? Yeah, what we want them to do. I don't want them to do anything. Yeah, I want them to be more I traditional in terms of controllers yeah. and just do better yeah, that, games. That seems to be uh, the vast, the majority of opinions I see is just we don't want them. We want them to basically make what already exists, yeah. but with Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. And I brought this up before that, you know, if they do that, then what's the point? Why don't they just go third party? These things already exist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Which which I think is, is a fair point to mention because if you just want what's already out there, it's already out there. You just don't have Nintendo games on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think I, I don't want Nintendo getting out of hardware, uh, mostly because, um, and, and this kind of speaks to the innovation part, is I look at what the competition does, like Sony and Microsoft, and they haven't necessarily moved gaming forward. It's been the same. 
when I played the new Call of Duty Infinite Warfare or the remastered of what of the Modern Warfare stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because I'm sure I'll play it. I'm not going to own it, but a friend of mine's going to be buying it, so I'm going to play it. Yeah. When I play it, I'm going to I'm probably going to be like, man, this is the same stuff I was playing back in high school. Yeah. And I, that, I mean, and I was in high school back in, I graduated in 2005, so I was there at 2001. Um, that's, all, that's 15 years ago, man. Like, gaming hasn't really changed. It's it's the same. It's a little prettier. But I'm playing the same stuff. I'm playing at, you know, like, Microsoft and Sony haven't really moved things forward. Now, obviously, virtual reality is... It's coming in. It existed back then. <laughs> it's better now than it ever was back then. Um, but again... From what I have played of virtual reality, none of the games are full games. None of the yeah. games are complete. They're more like experiences. experiences. Yeah. You pay like yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and they're char- some of them are charging upwards of sixty dollars for a ten minute oh, experience. God. It's like no, that like VR the problem I have with VR isn't the idea of virtual reality, it's that the software is not there. Mm-hmm. It's not there yet. Um uh, uh, Well no, it's just there's a lot of cool ideas, but there it's just not there. And so, like, I think, okay, so Microsoft, Sony are trying to, you know, advance the VR. Well, Microsoft technically hasn't done anything with VR yet, so we don't know. Well, they've done that go- the glass thing, or the, whatever it is. Google Glass? That was Google. No, no, no. They did whatever. Oh, the Microsoft, uh, the, the hologram thing? Oh, what the ho- hologram. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I don't know if that's ever coming public. No, that, yeah. Eh. <laughs> it, it's, it, like, it seemed like a really cool idea, but it, that's kind of all it was. Yeah. So I felt like the presentation almost seemed um, fake. Star trek like it seemed faked, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I apparently there was some demo where some people said like it was legit or something. I have no idea. That stuff might never make it public because it sounds like the whole lens is really, really expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was um, if it did, and, and they had like and they had like expensive. this thing. Where they also showed off this thing where like you could import like you could like Alfred. We could do a live podcast in my house. You could actually like teleport into my house. They had like this really cool um, hologram teleportation thing that was kind of neat. But again, so actually, so again, while we do the podcast, what, what, it, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the technology that did that. It was the cameras. Yeah. you had to have like it, they they had something. What was it? Uh, Sixteen cameras, and each one of those cameras <laughs> cost like a thousand dollars. So like, it was totally unrealistic for any person besides rich people to ever have this in their house. True. Um, at least in my lifetime, there, there'll be a time when that stuff's cheap. Um, but so. You know, I kind of look at Microsoft and Sony. They don't really push gaming forward necessarily. Sometimes they go along with trends. Sony's been very good about going along with trends. Then <laughs> um, that's not necessarily a bad thing because sometimes, you know, you look at the Wiimote. The PlayStation Move controller is better. Mm-hmm. In every conceivable way besides the fact that it's got a giant light ball at the end. People think that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, but... For whatever, I mean, it's just better. It's more accurate. It is. I, I've I've used it. I've used like it too, I, if yeah. you if you play Just Dance on a Wii and then you go play it with the PlayStation Move controller, it's night and day. <laughs> night <laughs> and day different. And that's just one game. Like I, I don't, I don't know, you know, Just Dance, Just Dance, uh, yeah, Rising Revengeance. Like it, it's better. And granted, it didn't ended up not really necessarily taking off outside of the fact that now it's being used with their their VR stuff. But it's kind of like. You need people that follow the trend because they improve on what the original idea was. But you also need someone to set the trend in the first place. And PlayStation's in the VR because Oculus became this big deal. Oculus Rift became a huge deal on Kickstarter, got all this attention. Uh, and then HTC Vive got in. Actually, I think HTC Vive got in after PlayStation did. Uh, so, like, PlayStation kind of hopped on the VR bandwagon. But and that's also okay. the most affordable. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's it. The, the, the only way VR is going to take off is to be affordable, and PlayStation 
maybe the most affordable. Uh, right now it is. I it's mean, it's like cause, eight hundred dollars for a Vive. Oh, yeah, but not it's also yeah, yeah, well, not, not including the computer to run it. Yeah, 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 and you have to have at least a, what was it like ten? Yeah, seventy. Yeah. But people have also said that the Vive is actually better than the v- the PlayStation VR. I, I don't of, doubt it. it I, I, don't know it's I don't doubt it either. I don't doubt it either. Because they say you have a fifteen hundred dollar computer and an eight hundred dollar headset with cameras. Like, yeah, okay, it's probably better than that four hundred dollar headset yeah. and that four hundred dollar console. I mean, um, but you know, reality is that Sony, Sony, PlayStation, or, or Sony, and Microsoft, have kind of always been hopping on the bandwagon um, and doing something with it that's good. Like, if VR gets popular, Sony's going to be a big reason it gets popular. Because mm-hmm. um, they are the consumer, almost consumer level affordability. I mean, you're still talking eight hundred dollars altogether, but people already own PlayStation fours. If it can somehow work with it, you yeah. know, it's going to be affordable to them. They don't have to buy a whole new console per se. Sure. Although apparently an extra box. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah. um, caveats to everything, but it'll still be the most affordable that you can get. And Nintendo, you know, I just talked about the Move controllers. That was an idea started by Nintendo. Now, obviously, PlayStation originally had the PlayStation I, oh, motion controls. Are, you're right. There was motion controls with the PlayStation I thing back in the day. Not the same as the Wii Remote. That's more like a precursor to the Kinect. Yeah, it's different. Than it is the Wii Remote. There is a huge, like, motion controls weren't some new idea by Nintendo, but they were the ones that'd be like, we're going to physically give you a controller that you use for your motion mm-hmm. controls. Yeah. Um, so, like, Nintendo did that. Nintendo did the touch stuff on the DS before iPhones and all that stuff were even around. Yeah. Even existed. Well, if you want to go even further back, they took the Japanese rhythm games and put them in the United States with Donkey Konga. And, oh, yeah. And then Guitar Hero. And oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just when everybody Donkey, seems to forget Donkey that. Kong Jungle Beat, baby. Yeah. The precursor to everything. Donkey Kong Hero. All of those games pre- or preceded... Guitar Hero Rock Band. So I think Donkey Konga is the reason why we have Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Haram Kong. Yeah, so it's kind of to me um, that I like Nintendo being hardware because I want them to innovate. But I want them to innovate in a way that doesn't push away the traditional gaming market. Yeah. And that's kind of been the issue I've had with Nintendo over the past, you know, decade or so, (laughs) is that their innovations work and are great and other companies will end up adopting them but they do it while sacrificing the mainstay of what gaming is in in that current day yeah um the wii gave up hd right out the gate and it worked brilliantly for three years it did not work the following five well, Why? all these consoles, all of these gimmicks have half-lives to them. Well, yeah, like they, they do. They won't last as I mean, long. yeah, yeah, the DS and 3DS ended up having, you know, decent shelf lives and doing really, really well. But again, things came along and did it better. Mm-hmm. And well, I don't know if anything's done it better than the DS. Phones. Well, that's true. I meant, like, a, a handheld <laughs> console. Phones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, I use my phone every day to play games. I play games, more games on it than I do on probably any other thing I own. Doesn't it make you miss the joystick, though? <laughs> a little bit? Um, only, I, I just avoid the games. Yeah, that, that actually like, required. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, so most you don't really I, play video games on it. You play That's the thing, the, you play experiences. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, no, like, okay, like, I play a game called Tap Baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I still consider it a game. That's pretty fun. I mean, yeah, you're only playing one half of what baseball actually is. Mm -hmm. But it's still, like, I I feel like there's a skill level to it. Um, 
plus the fact that it involves micromanaging teams, and I love micromanaging. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do on Madden. Madden is micromanagement. Yeah. But it, it's still like one of those, um, yeah, not every type of game is going to work, but like Super Mario Run looks fantastic on it. Yeah, Pokemon, but like, Pokemon Go is fun. That works on a phone. Was talking, I can't. I, I was know. talking with my roommate last night because I, I just finished playing Bastion. Um, that It's also on the uh, iPhone store. Yeah, it is. It's on the Android store. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't play nearly as well on the phone as it does on a computer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I always look at games like that. That game was designed for multiple platforms. It wasn't designed specifically just for phones. Yeah. Well, even games like Oceanhorn and um, ports of Final Fantasy, like... Sure. Major gaming companies, aside from But I look at a game like Super Mario Run, I don't see how that's going to run any better on anything else than my... No, I know. I'm just saying that, like... I don't know if the iPhone has done like a full handheld console gaming experience the same that the DS did. Like a full. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Very I wouldn't pay for a thirty dollar game on the iPhone. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and, I mean there are controllers too that work with your phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are games that use them, and and it works pretty well. It, it's just one of those. It hasn't become a popularized concept. Usually, you're not saying, "Oh, I need to buy the latest phone so I can play more." Games. Yeah. <laughs> usually, not the sun. I mean, it might be so you can multitask better, or so you can run that one program you really like better, um, because of some new features, new cameras, etc. But you know, Nintendo for video games, like they are the company that even if the idea exists somewhere else, Nintendo's the one that's going to make it mainstream, even if it doesn't hit with them. Um, off TV play obviously never got popular. Um, you know, Sony tried it. Sony was actually doing it before the Wii U came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there is the beta. Nintendo was actually the innovator in that, or if they just, Nintendo realized that the best way to do it is to have it tethered to the console in terms of like, you're like a direct, you know, not through your Wi-Fi router, like a direct signal to the console. Um, at the time, was probably better. Because the, the main complaint a lot of people have with the Vita one is that it just didn't work well at times. Um, it was too reliant on how many things were on the network. Yeah. Whereas the Wii U gamepads, like, uh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, we said two Wii U gamepads can work with your console. Never implemented it. Yeah. Never sold Wii U gamepads separate. So it's just one gamepad beaming to one console. Um, but it, it's just... Uh, Nintendo, like, I want you... To do like what you did with the Wii and the Wii U, but don't forget everyone else. Yeah. And I feel like Nintendo's innovations for like, I feel like a lot of that you guys say, Oh, I just want you to do what everyone else is doing. I want them to do that, but also be Nintendo and give us innovation on top of all of that. Well, I want them to look at the long term too and not just, okay, well, we're going to sell like 10 million units right off the bat because of this cool new gimmick. I want them to be like, okay, well, this needs to be able to live past the first three years of its life sure. cycle and still sell games and still be easy to uh, have games ported over to. Or, or, or does it need to live past three years? Cause there's a hardware refresh. I mean, I mean, Sony Microsoft just did it. So, well, but they've been, when was the piece? And Nintendo's been, they, Nintendo just did it with a new 3DS two years ago. Yeah. So like I, these hardware revisions that refresh the console cycles, it's not new. That's true. Everyone's doing it. Like, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony have now all done it. But I'd still like it to live past, like, the initial hype cycle for it. We'll put it that way. Like, oh, well, I got this new NX, and it's really cool. And then, like, maybe five, six months later, it's like, okay, but, you know, it's really gimmicky. I don't want to have to do this every time I play a game. Well, let's say that's the games. Like, what? 
what, what saves all that is the games. What That's made true. the what made the DS do two screens and the touch screen on the bottom not feel like a gimmick? The games. Yeah. WarioWare touched. I mean WarioWare, uh <laughs> you know, yeah, Brain Age, which worked for you know, that was a big thing oh, for yeah, some that was casual fans. But Brain but Brain Age was actually like a really good yeah, game. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I know it wasn't meant to appeal to me, but it appealed to me. It was awesome. Um, Advance, oh, Advance Wars, but when they did a DS version of it, it was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, they also did, uh, I mean, heck, even Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass. The only thing I hated is that they forced you to, you couldn't use the D-pad to move your character. It was, I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't mind the ta- I don't mind the tapping to attack or, like, some of the clever puzzles with the stylus. That was fine, but, like, why can't I move the D-pad? This is stupid. Um but there's just a lot of games on DS, you know, I, we didn't even go, get into some of the very best ones out there, um, that made that not feel like a gimmick anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's how you play games. Yeah. Um, the Wii did that actually for quite a while, you know, mm-hmm. like, e- like even if Just Dance, um, it's still around. It's a still selling enough for them to make a yearly version of it. Hmm. And that was because of the Wii. Yep. Like, when you get a Just Dance game, it doesn't feel weird to wave your arms around. That's what the Wii made standard back then and is still standard today with that particular game. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where what makes these things not feel like gimmicks anymore is when the games themselves justify the gimmick. Yeah. And I, with the Wii U, we kind of ran into the point where the games never justified the gimmick because most of the Wii U games are playable without the gimmick and almost and feel just as good without it. Well, we never really got a proof concept for the Wii U either. Like, you have zombie... You zombie U, did. Zombie U was like the to me. Zombie U is probably the one game on Wii U that, that made use of the gamepad in a way that actually made the game better. Yeah. It is yeah. better. The Zombie U on Wii U, I'll just say it right now, it is better than the other versions on Xbox and PlayStation. Oh yeah, for it's sure. Still not a, it, but it's still not a good game. But it it proved what the Wii U Ooh. was capable of. I know we've been on this road before. I think it's a fantastic. I, I think it's like the best. I mean, I hate zombies, but I actually years. thought it was a good game. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was good. It just, you know, never mind. I'm not gonna. Get yeah, on. I know. It's, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's not sell it's, that, it's, you know. <laughs> this the zombie. This isn't the zombie you Ubisoft podcast. Yeah, but um, it it did prove the concept of the Wii U in yeah. a very good way. But but, but nothing the problem. That. Well, and the problem with that proof is it was proof in a genre that's already niche. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. horror games are a very niche genre that doesn't really sell a lot unless your name is Resident Evil. Yeah, um, yeah, or Kojima or or kojima but even you know silent hill even if you look at silent hill sales it's they, not they even that popular better. you know they it's not really that popular it's kind of like metroid where people think metroid's like this big deal the best game in the series sold four million copies <laughs> that's <laughs> like that's like like skyward sword did that and nintendo called it a failure so I yeah mean, <laughs> I, i'm just like like four million for your number one selling game of all time in your franchise that metroid's really not that big um and same with Silent Hill. Silent Hill is really not that big. It's just with the niche that it serves, it serves it really, really, really well. Um, so like everyone that enjoys that niche will go and buy that game. Yeah. And it, you know, you you kind of hit this, you know, with Nintendo and like the Wii U. Like they did not hit on their innovation internally. Their internal studios didn't do anything. What was Nintendo's flagship title at launch from themselves? Super Mario Brothers Three. Or Super Mario Brothers. Wasn't World? it a 3D World? No, no. New Super Mario oh, Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. New, New Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> what, the, what, 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 what does that have to do with the gamepad? Nothing. You don't even... I mean, you can I mean, use the, the, it, there's, but like... You, know. you, you could tap it to add extra platforms that aren't even needed. Yeah, I, I know. I think the proof of... 
The problem was Nintendo used... Oh, I'm sorry. When you play multiplayer, there's a point in there where you need to blow into the microphone to use a propeller. Oh, I didn't get that far. (laughs) (laughs) Nintendo's best use internally of the Wii U gamepad came several years after the Wii U came out. It was was Mario Maker. Maker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was was Mario Maker. But Mario Maker, just like what should have happened with Minecraft, it makes sense. Like... Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Like, it's coming to DS now. Like, it makes sense to use that touchscreen to build levels. Yeah. Like, it was perfectly for a level builder, but it, it, that if that was packaged in at launch, it would have generated way more hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mario's way bigger than Zombie U is ever going to be. <laughs> but Nintendo's internal studios, you know, you look at all the big games, Super Mario 3D World, great game. I mean, it's basically irrelevant for the gamepad. Uh, and, I'm, and I know people are going, oh, but it, it did. The, no, Nintendo forced you to use it. To blow into the. <laughs> yeah, they like blow into the mic. Like, to get like more Nintendo coins. Nintendo forced you to, like, they forced you to use it. It didn't really necessarily improve the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't um, part of it. Yeah, like, there just isn't any, like, major game besides uh, Splatoon, you could argue, maybe. Not even, though. I feel like. But, but the only use that forced. you really use that for is so you could tap the map and do a really long jump as a square. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they probably could have found a different way to, to do that, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't really feel like it innovated. Just Splatoon itself felt innovative. So, like, you're like, oh, well, because you use the gamepad, I mean, you could have done, like, gyro controls with a normal control. <laughs> it doesn't, like, what does the gamepad have to do with gyro controls? Um, so it, it's just kind of a, it's one of those things where Nintendo's own internal studios didn't really seem to want to use the gamepad, but they had to. And they didn't do anything innovative with it because none of their ideas worked with it. And I think that's what Nintendo had an issue with innovation is you can't just innovate for innovation's sake. You have to do it because you you're you have something to offer. And with the Wii, they clearly had something to offer. You know, they had the Wii Sports. And yeah, they still had some of their traditional games. Like Mario Galaxy could have worked without a Wiimote. Um, Smash Bros, obviously. You know, they had GameCube controller support. Still have GameCube controller support on the Wii U. Uh, but it's one of those that they had enough titles that proved the proof of concept. Nintendo didn't have that with the Wii. No, they didn't. Which meant that Nintendo Studios didn't want anything to do with it. Which meant that Nintendo just did it without talking to their developers. Mm -hmm. They probably just said, hey, Miyamoto, does this sound like a good idea? Yeah! And then Miyamoto didn't even do anything with it. Until Star Fox, Star Fox, <laughs> and again, most people forced. find <laughs> mo- most people find the areas where you're not forced to use the motion controls to be the best parts of the game. So it's kind of like, okay, again, it really didn't. The game didn't really get better because of it. Mm-hmm. It was just Miyamoto find some unique way to use this. Okay, well, you did it. It's okay. Yeah, if, if people get into it, I guess it's fine. It's still not better than Star Fox 64's controls, of course. <laughs> so it's kind of like. I want Nintendo to do what everyone else is doing. I would love if they came out and said, look, we're, we're, you know, I know we say we don't talk about specs, but hey, look, our, the NX is going to be six teraflops. Yeah. Bam. If only. It's, it's going to be six teraflops, period. Or whatever it is, hand home, it's six teraflops. It's going to be 400, it's going to be $399, six teraflops. And then they come out later and say, oh, by the way, that's up for a handheld and for your TV, all in one system. Yeah. With all Nintendo games. And by the way, we already have committals from EA, Ubisoft, Bethesda, and all these other companies that are going to be supporting it. Does true 4K, yada, yada, yada. And you're just like, oh, but that's crazy. What? The, the Scorpio is probably releasing at $399. And, and that's happening next year. So if they somehow find a way to make that portable, they will that would blow people's minds. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they would literally have everything that everyone else has, sure. except they also 
you can take it, it on the goal. Yeah. So like, like, but that's what I want. Like, then they're innovating by offering me one system that's on the go and for at home, and I still get everything that everyone else has. Reality is that's not going to happen. <laughs> Who knows? It's not going to happen. Nintendo's going to release a system that's probably between two hundred and two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, especially if it's a handheld. And it's not going to be six teraflops. It, it probably won't be six <laughs> not teraflops. Even one. <laughs> it probably it probably won't even match the PlayStation Four. Hmm. It, it's just it, it's kind of the reality we live in, where I want Nintendo to do what everyone else is doing plus innovate, and it feels like all we're going to get is do what everyone else is doing or innovate. And I hate <laughs> that we live in that world because I don't think. A company can exist in a world where you're just trying to do whatever you feel like doing while ignoring what everyone else is doing. And if Nintendo does that with NX, that's, yeah. that it's going to worry me. If they come out and say, look, this thing is basically a Wii U to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be like, so I can play the Wind Waker HD on the go. That's cool. Um what new are you bringing? Oh, the fact that I can play one make sure HD on the go. I forgot that I forgot to tell you I, I I emulated that last year on the go. I mean, it's kind of like okay, we already have like I don't have a. It's just I, that's what I fear. Nintendo's innovation is going to be that it's going to be the controller thing, and it's going to be that's it. Yeah, we're not we're not going to offer you what you you know we care about third parties, but we're not going to actually give the power the third parties want. Bethesda literally just came out a couple weeks ago and said. If it's powerful enough, we'll put our games on it. Okay, Nintendo. You know now. Third parties <laughs> literally just said, if it's as good as a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One, they will put their games on it. It's kind of too late if they want to make changes. But they're, but they're, <laughs> but they're not going to do it. Gonna, but we yeah. want to go get the soccer moms again. I'm like, no, they, they're using phones. They're using tablets. Mm-hmm. They, have, they don't have interest in hooking up another box to their TV or having another thing to carry with them. So it's kind of... I'm worried. But, you know, t- to answer your question more directly, Texas Blade, um, I hope this was enough talk about innovation for you. <laughs> I want Nintendo to innovate like mad, man. But, um, and they're going to. I just wish they could do it without ignoring the rest, the rest of the video yeah. game world. Or, I guess, maybe they're not. Maybe they're going to be like, yep, yeah, nope, it's a Nintendo phone. Have a good day. And that's the way they want to go. Then I guess I'm getting rid of my phone, getting the Nintendo phone. Yay. Just a Wiimote with a screen. It's a health console. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we combined our health initiative yeah. <laughs> with a new phone product. That's also our new video game console. Have a good day. We don't you can want to measure your weight. Corona. That's because it's just it's just a Nintendo-themed iPhone. You can run. We partnered with Apple. Their yeah. iPhone 7S <laughs> is actually now the Apple Nintendo phone. Have a good day. Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm oh my gosh! All right, so obviously we okay. went, went a little over time on that because I just had a lot to say, <laughs> as always. Um, so let's just uh, we're gonna wrap up this this podcast. Um, we're gonna do our favorite section. I thought about skipping it, but it's such a good section. I don't want to skip it. Um, our favorite things from this past week. Spend a little bit on this. Uh, favorite thing that happened in the past. So for Rosen and listeners who don't know, this is a section of the podcast, the final one, okay. where we just talk about our favorite piece of Nintendo news or video game news or. Anything we did that involves video games, period, uh, whether we read it or experienced it or completed a game or whatever, our favorite thing that happened in this past week. Um, and I'll let you guys kind of kind of take this because I haven't had a computer for the past week, so I have to I have to actually go read some news. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I have to figure out what my favorite thing. <laughs> let is. Let me think. <laughs> 
Uh, Alfred, why don't you go first since uh, you're the co-host after all, and he Rosen doesn't know. Yeah, I'm thinking. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, not a lot of news, I guess, has come out in terms of anything. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, the only good thing I guess has happening happened for gaming this week for me is I beat Oceanhorn and I beat Bastion. Oh, nice. Um, and Oceanhorn has a beautiful soundtrack. Bastions is really good too. You can find it on Spotify actually, or iTunes if you're inclined to buy it. I got it with the game. Um, but I also got God Eater Two Rage Burst, which came with God Eater Resurrection. Um, and those you were talking about niche games. Uh, they're straight up JRPGs, but they look really good. They pr- play really well. Um, so I've been enjoying that. Uh, not not else. Not much else has happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, oh, what's mine? Hmm. Well, I finally turned on my Wii U after three months of not using it. Um, and it was to play Smash Brothers again. That was pretty exciting. Although I did try to play other games like Star Fox and stuff. I started Star Fox. I wanted to like it this time. I mean, I did like it the first time, to be honest. I'm just a Star Fox fan, whatever. And I do play it with my wife. So I didn't get any sure. of the bad things about the game. Except that one level sure. that sucks. But yeah, I tried to play it by myself and I immediately turned it off and like started playing Overwatch again. Yeah, with two players, <laughs> I admit, it, it's a lot better with two players. Yeah, so I just ended up playing Overwatch again. <laughs> um, So I got to read this quick, but I think I found my favorite thing from this past week. Uh, speaking of consoles that do everything that Nintendo does it and then also do what Nintendo does. Um. Apparently, there is uh, the Xbox One. Someone has gotten it to perfectly run uh, an N64 emulator <laughs> called the Win64 E10. And apparently, you can get it right now on the Microsoft Store. It, it slipped by, so if you want to get it, get it. Yeah, get yeah. It right it's, now. It's not, there's no way. There's no way it's going to stay. Yeah. Then again, there's that one that came out. Uh, I forget what what uh, what system or what product it was for, but it's still up to. Oh, the PC um, one, right? Like the because the Windows. emulator itself is technically not illegal. Yeah. Um, but you still have to load your own ROMs and all that stuff. True. But uh, yeah, like I like uh, you know, maybe I'll send this image to Alfred to put up in the video. Like, here's a guy literally playing Mario 64 on his Xbox. That is so exciting. I wish I owned an Xbox. (laughs) So I guess that's my favorite thing to happen. Not necessarily because I want to see it happen, but like, that's just Nintendo. That's how much people want you to make a system. It's like everyone else. Yeah, that's true. Is they're trying to put your games on systems that are literally everyone else. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of cool. Good for the hacking world. Good for the programmers. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting better. Yeah, getting better. Uh, speaking of getting better, I think uh, uh, there was also something I read about the Wii U hacked. Um, something that how, like, the... I, I can't remember what it was. There was something with the Wii U being jailbroken or something mm. to it that uh, is way easier than it used to be. Oh. Um, was it the Wii U that's only, like... I remember there was one Nintendo system, I don't remember if it was the Wii or the Wii U, that doesn't even let us use all of the processing power for it. I think I it was a Wii. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um anyways, I, I, I'm not gonna I don't wanna speculate more on what the Wii U <laughs> one was because I just I don't have the story in front of me. I remember just, I saw a thread of it on NeoGAF when I was browsing on my phone earlier and I just can't find it now. Um, okay. But yeah, cool. So like emulators on 
other people's systems for Nintendo games. Um, you know, how many steps away are we from, from everyone being like, you want to know how bad the Wii U is? I'm playing my Wii U games on my PlayStation 4. Pro. <laughs> 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 how are you doing that? Well, yeah, well, we're using the PlayStation Vita to emulate the gamepad. <laughs> That is just so sad. They they just need to announce an X already. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I know that'll make me forget that. Uh, oh hey, I have an Xbox One. I guess I can go play some N sixty four games right now. Yeah. Oh wait, maybe I'll just wait for the NX and actually get it legit. <sighs> but it sucks though because <laughs> even if they announce it in October, it won't come out until next year. <sighs> but I can wait. I can wait. It's yeah, early. you're right. <laughs> okay. Like like I don't talk. Oh man, I gotta wait to E three to find. No, I don't actually. I'll have it by E three. Yeah. So same with Zelda. I, I just need to supposedly play that game supposedly I have it. Yeah. I'm waiting for like okay, cool. We're gonna announce it in October. By the way, we're not releasing it till December next year. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. I will cry. If that happens. I will cry if we waited this long for a reveal just for like <laughs> one of the big news out of it to be a delay. That's gonna kill the hype. To be honest with you. Yeah, they they mm-hmm. can't delay they it. They can't. This point. It doesn't matter what it is. Just freaking release it. <laughs> <laughs> just release. We don't care if you have no games. Just release this thing. Yeah, Breath of the There's Wild. Zelda though. I could just play Zelda forever. You know, it, I don't care. If they don't release. Any well, other all games. I know is if they delay it and Zelda's ready, just drop the Wii U version. Already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, you don't just need drop to it. I'll still it. buy the NX and buy the NX. Version. Don't worry about that. But like. Come on. Enough, come on. Enough people will buy the NX just because of Zelda. I mean, come on. It's Wii like going the one reason you would buy it. So come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this podcast. <laughs> wow. What an ending we've had. Um, I want to thank our special guest, Rosen, for. I, you know, Alfred, Rosen. Said, uh, Alfred said last minute. I know we asked you earlier today. Uh, to me, last minute's when I ask people five minutes for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had several um, occasions of that over the past months where I'm so scattered. I'm like, oh, wait, it's just me and Alfred. Uh, that can't happen. I have a half hour to podcast recording time. Let me ask my, all my friends on, on Skype. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was perfect timing. <laughs> so, I, still, I still want to thank you for joining. I'm glad it worked out today. Obviously, we Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Notice, at least, of but, course. Um, th- thanks for coming on. Uh, I want to thank, obviously, Alfred for taking over editing duties and make sure we even had a podcast come out at all last week. Um, I know it was another last, well, it was, it was last minute, but it felt like last minute because um, it was an emergency situation. I want to apologize to our people who really loved what we were doing with the video podcast before. Hopefully you enjoy, you know, the, the type of stuff that Alfred is able to produce for you because um, it's a heck of a lot easier. And um, if I can get it out, because this week's going to be pretty busy. Yeah, it's going to be pretty yeah. busy. Hopefully, we can get it out. Um, I, yeah. I can promise you that bare minimum for our YouTube listeners. I know you got mad at us the one week that we didn't get the video version done because there was a lot of issues with it, and we only released an audio. I promise you, I will at least release the audio on YouTube. Um, yeah, even if it's just least... a st- even if it's just like a still image in the background, I will <laughs> promise you're going to get the audio. I will, I will, I will, I now remember now and forever that every week we have a podcast, our YouTube audience will get that podcast. Sweet. Um, no matter what rough stuff, I'll just put like a little prelim. Hey, sorry, the video version didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Well, if, if it comes to that, if I can't get it out, um, by like tomorrow afternoon in terms of getting done with the video or at least mm-hmm. Tuesday night, yeah, yeah, then I'll at least just throw up a still image and put the audio on it and yeah. it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, no matter what our YouTube audience is, you're not going to miss a podcast anymore. Um, I know we have several people that follow us on YouTube now because of the podcast, so I, I don't want you guys to miss out. Um, so, again, thank all of our listeners for tuning in this week. Uh, things are getting a little hectic, but hopefully uh, I maybe have a new computer for the next podcast. Probably not. It's probably the podcast after. 
Um, That's exciting. And maybe maybe we'll have four guests for once instead of, instead of one. <laughs> well, I have no idea. Next week we might have a, a, a person on there. Ooh, uh, a teaser. A certain person. A teaser. I can't divulge it. <laughs> Ooh, secret. <laughs> yeah. We love secrets as Ellen Ford. Donald Trump. But like, like secretly, we know what the NX is. And secretly, Donald Trump funded the NX development. Oh. So you know it's going to be good. <laughs> That's okay. He's our. We we know how bad NX is going to be when uh, he's already scheduled. Um, he's already scheduled the uh, Nintendo for bankruptcy before. It <laughs> oh man! All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye.